Use a book to become an authority with special guest Paul Brody on today's episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Design Pickle. Every custom drawing on my website came from the most affordable designers in the world at servemaster.com front slash pickle. Are you tired of dealing with your boss? Do you feel underpaid and underappreciated? If you want to make it online, fire your boss and start living your retirement dreams now, then you've come to the right place. Welcome to Serve No Master Podcast, where you'll learn how to open new revenue streams and make money while you sleep. Presented live from a tropical island in the South Pacific by best-selling author, Jonathan Green. Now, here's your host. Hello, guys. Welcome to another in our continuing series of interviews with experts. Our current series is all about self-authorship and amazing things you can do, especially as we have more free time and more amazing opportunities in our lives, how to see the silver lining on every single one of those clouds. And Paul's going to cover some really amazing stuff in our interview today. He's going to talk about why every business owner needs to publish a book. His three pillars of authority, which are books, podcasts, and virtual summits. And you know that I like to do all three of those, so you're going to love that content. And what it takes to actually become an Amazon bestseller. It's some really great information. I know you guys are going to enjoy today's episode. Guys, I'm so glad you guys made it to the session. We have someone really, really amazing right now who's going to drop some major knowledge bombs on you. We've got Paul Brody here, who's a 15 times bestselling author, and he's the CEO of the Brody Consulting Group. As a book publisher, he's medical professionals, attorneys, coaches, consultants, speakers, and business owners share their stories with a proven system. He's a strong believer in systems and has helped every one of his publishing clients become best-selling authors. He's also the host of the Get Published podcast, which recently celebrated their 500th episode. That's awesome. My podcast barely has 150 episodes, so I'm very jealous to be there, and I love talking about systems. But before we dive into that, Paul, I'd love to find out how you got started. What inspired you to write your first book? It all started in a health crisis roughly nine years ago. So I was right near 340 pounds, right at the point where I was type 2 diabetic, high blood pressure. Doctor took a look at me and said, Paul, you're a mess. If you don't get your act together in five, you know, you're going to be dead in five years. So when a doctor says when you're in your you know, early 30s that you're going to be dead in five years if you don't get your act together, it gets your attention. So what happened was I lost 60 pounds. So I'm a big bone guy. I'm 6'3". So I was able to carry the weight, but obviously 340 pounds, that's way too much weight to be carrying. Lost the weight. And then I had this weight, this method to be able to keep weight off because as I'm sure you know, less than 5% of our population ever keeps the weight off. I wanted to share this story, but of course I had no idea how to do it. No idea. So what happened? The book was put off for four years. Finally, I went to flight to Vegas. Recently, I had a couple of friends that published books, had a lot of success. And they told me, why do you keep making excuses and not getting this book out there? You have this amazing story. You need to share it. So what happened? The next day, I'm at the Mirage by the pool, typed out the entire outline of the book on my iPhone. A week later, wrote 20,000 words over a three-day span. And then I spent the next month which ironically enough, a lot of the knowledge that I got was from watching a virtual summit by another publisher. So that information helped me. But the other side of it was I needed to learn as much as possible about both the publishing side, but most importantly, the marketing side. Because if you don't do this right, you and I both know it's going to fall into the Amazon rainforest because there are millions of books that are out there. Long story short, we published it, marketed it, became a bestseller. Then I wrote two more books based off of um, two of my motivational seminars that I do. One's called Motivation 101. The other one's called Positivity Attracts. They became bestsellers. 
And then what happened was it was time to pivot. So my initial goal, Jonathan, was to be a motivational speaker. I wanted to share this story and help people in their own journey. But this is what happened. I had three bestsellers in a row and people started reaching out to me, audience attendees, people that are on my list, readers going, hey, can you help me share my story? And that's what happened. I coached people for a year and a half on getting their books done, published, marketed, the whole thing. And that grew to the point where I was able to leave the teaching career and focus on this full time. And we're now in year three of doing this full time. And what happened was we pivoted a second time because what we found was this. People don't necessarily want to learn how to do this. They want to utilize a publisher that can do it for them. And that's exactly how our business built was just on listening to other people and pivoting, noticing that there was a problem that needed to be solved, but also not being afraid and not being stubborn to make changes. So we shifted more from the coaching side to the done for you side, because that is what our clients wanted. Our main clients are medical professionals, their attorneys, their coaches, consultants, speakers, business owners, and they don't necessarily have the time to learn all these tedious little things. Just you and I both know, there's nothing difficult about this industry, but there's just so many tedious things that if you screw up one thing, you can jack up your entire launch. That's really interesting. What I wanted to ask about was this idea of pivoting, because I think that's something where a lot of authors get stuck. I can't tell you how many authors I've worked with or talked to who've started down the path on a book and they've been stuck at some phase for way too long, whether it's they've been writing it for two years or they've been designing the cover for six months. How do people know when when they're kind of on the wrong path or and how do they have the confidence to make that decision to pivot their business or pivot what they're going to write about or jump to a new category or realize that the market has shifted? The best thing you can do, Jonathan, and you and I have both dealt with this in our careers, is you have to trust your gut. You have to follow your gut, follow your instincts, and realize that if the universe is telling you something, you probably want to listen. And what happened was when the first person reached out to me and go, hey, can you help me share my story? I thought, okay, cool. I could do this and still do the speaking and everything. But then what happened was a second person then reached out. Then a third person, and I'm realizing that there's a need for this. I have been called to do this. So this is exactly what we're going to do. Trust the gut, trust the universe, and just let it go from there. The best advice I can give anyone that's watching this, Jonathan, is to trust your gut. That's pretty interesting, like helping people to get on the Amazon bestsellers list. Can you tell me about the process? And even more importantly is how does it uh, affect someone's career? Like, does it make a difference for a speaker? Can they get more speaking engagements? Does it affect someone's authority? Can someone change their rates once they have that new level of status? Yeah, so I'll give you a great example. Previously, we were charging $500 to go speak. After we published um, Motivation 101, when it became a bestseller, we upped our fees. It went up from that, from 500 to 1,000, 2,000, 2,500, and now $3,000. Now, why could we do that? Because we had a book based off of that topic that we were able to leverage as well with that, whether that was with a book sign-in or whether we included that as part of the costs. The point was we had a book on it, and that it was a best-selling book. And the one thing I want to be clear about is the best-selling piece is the best-selling piece. What I mean by that is when you hit number one in at least one category, then yes, you are considered a best-selling author. So use that title. It's not just about getting the title. It's about how you leverage it. Obviously, if you're a public speaker, you probably want to introduce yourself as a best-selling author. And if that can be about a specific book that you're doing that's also packaged with a seminar, with an event, or with a business then those are some of the best leverage points that you can have 
but you need to utilize that all. That's why we also do press releases. That's why we'll also introduce our clients to different podcast hosts that we have relationships with because we're able to leverage that point going, hey, this person's the best on offer. They just had this book coming out. This is why I feel that they would be a great fit for your show. Okay, so you can use one type of media to get access to other types of medias, which is very interesting because I can't tell you how many people are like, how do I get on a podcast? How do I get on a blog interview? How do I get a guest post? How do I get my first speaking engagement? Often it's that first step that's the hardest. And so how do people know which is the first step to do first? Great question. The first thing is write a book because everyone can be an authority in something. Everyone's got something great that they can share with the world. And that's the main thing. And how do you do that? Again, you write a book. Now, why do I keep showing this book in this interview? Because it's a leverage point, because that is a credibility piece. When you can go to a networking event and you show this, this is great, right? The typical business card. But what happens to most business cards when you're done at an event? This is what happens. They're out of the way because everyone gets a stack of cards. I have a stack of business cards right here from different networking events. But when you can give someone this, when you can give someone a book and then you have a great conversation with them, you give them your book and go, hey, I've had a great conversation with you. I wanna give you a copy of my book. It covers this and this. And then by the way, I've also signed it for you and my number's at the bottom. Whenever you're ready, give me a call. I would love to potentially work with you. That is the ultimate soft sell. And the thing is, this big sucker, they're not gonna throw it out. They're not gonna do that. They're gonna keep it because First of all, how many authors do you think the average person knows, the average business owners? They may know one or two, but when you give them a book, they're not going to throw it out. They're going to keep it in their office. They're going to keep it on a bookshelf. Uh, behind me on this side, I've got a whole stack of books on, on my shelf, and a lot of them are from other authors. People um, from our clients are also from people that have been on our podcast because it is the best conduit you can have to establish relationships. And one of the main things I talk about, Jonathan, is the book is the foundation of your platform. One of the things I know we're going to get into later is talking about the three pillars of authority, but that foundation and that base, it all starts with your book. Because if you're in startup, what does a book buy you? I would say three to five years of credibility because you have written a book on it. You are then positioned as a subject matter expert. Really, really cool. So can you talk a little bit about then the mechanics? Like a lot of people, they want to be bestsellers. And then in my experience, a lot of people, I know this is how I first started. I go, I worked so hard to write the book. I click upload. Once it appears on Amazon, the sales are going to start rolling in. And that is not what happened for me for my first book. It took me 18 months to get any traction with my very first book. So I know that's still a sticking point for people. And now what, when I started in 2014, obviously it was very, very different. The process has changed. So what's the right flow to do? Is it just about asking your friends and family for reviews or is there more to it than that? There's a lot of pieces. So one of the main things is you have to be able to invest in advertising. You have to invest in marketing. On my first book, we invested hundreds of dollars on different paid promo companies. A couple of them that are still going strong to this day. On the free side, free booksy. On the paid side, buck books. Because those are two of the best companies that you can utilize because their emails go into the reader's inbox. So every day they're getting emails, tens of thousands of people, and they're saying, oh, this book's available for free or this book's available for 99 cents. Let me go ahead and grab a copy of that because obviously it's in the book launch phase. So that's one of the things is you do need to be able to invest in advertising, whether that's through a company like us, which we utilize 20 different book promo companies that we have relationships with. 
Then, of course, we do the whole press release. We do the podcast introduction. So it's a lot of pieces that the traditional publishers used to do. But the thing is, even if you got a traditional publishing deal, the main reason you probably got that is because you already have a large following because those traditional publishers, they do not want to deal with the marketing side. They will recruit you because you most likely have a large following and they expect you to promote to that list. But if you're in startup, it's your first book, you probably don't have a list. So how do you start with that? You start with a book. Inside the book, you have an offer. You're giving away a checklist or you're giving away something of value to get their email address in exchange. At the end of this, you want to offer them a strategy session, complimentary, no pitch, where you can have a conversation with them and find what the problem is that you are able to solve. Okay. So you go straight for the book, you get the email address, and you're trying to get on the phone with people. And the goal is to find what their problem is so that then you can sell them something, whether it's a course or training or consulting. Yeah, and a solution. And I'll give you a great example. I had a call at noon today with a gentleman out in Kenya. It's his first book. He's an aspiring speaker, but he didn't necessarily have the budget to utilize our done for you services. So instead, we gave him an option to give him like a bestseller blueprint at a much uh, better price point for him that he could afford, but he would still have to do all the work. But the difference is we just give him the blueprint. And that's the other thing. We want to make sure that we have different options that we give to our prospective clients because not everyone has five or $10,000 to be able to budget for a book launch. If you're in startup, you may only have a thousand or 2000. For my first book, I borrowed $2,000 from my dad so I could actually get that launch done. And that's the thing you have to realize is to make money, you have to invest money no matter what level you're at, whether you're doing it on the self-publishing side, utilizing a hybrid company like ourselves, or even trying to go after that traditional publishing deal, there's always going to be an investment that's involved. It's going to be a time, and it's also going to be financially as well. So why should business owners in particular have their own book? And why is focusing on the back end so important for them? I know a lot of business owners are like, I just want to get my name out there. I just want to be able to say I'm a best-selling author. And they don't really have a connection. This even happens with some of my clients. I only work with a few clients each year. But the last one I worked with, I was like, do you want to make your money back? Do you want to make back your investment? Or you just want reputation? And at the beginning of the process, it said reputation. At the end, suddenly they go, well, actually, I want to start making money back. And I was like, well, that would have been great to tell me six months ago. because That's a different type of launch. And this, and even when I started building a list for him, he goes, I don't want it. Don't give me the email addresses. And I said, okay, that's cool. That's like lighting a cigar with a $100 bill to me because I know the real value of a mailing list. But so many entrepreneurs and small business owners don't see how to turn a book into serious money. They don't see that connection yet. The main thing I teach my clients is this, because we mainly work with business owners. We mainly work with medical professionals, attorneys coaches, business owners, aspiring speakers, those type of entrepreneurs. And the first thing I ask them is, what do you want to get out of your book? What is it that you want? And then we take it from that point. Most people, they're treating this like a product launch. And that's the other thing too we want to be clear about is we're talking about a product launch. It's not just a book launch. You were launching something with this. With my own books, I have 15 books that I've published, became bestsellers of my own. And then in addition to that, each one of those books had an offer, whether that was for public speaking, whether that was for a coaching program, or whether that was for done for you services, we tied an offer into each and every one of those. And that's the one thing I emphasize with our clients is, what do you want to get out of this? We just did a book called Women Enemies. And the main thing that she wanted to do, she was an attorney, and she wanted to utilize it for public speaking, to get on different podcasts, 
and to leverage herself as an authority in that area. We also had a fertility coach that we helped launch a book recently. She wanted to utilize it to promote her brand, but also to promote her fertility coaching, which is absolutely amazing. So she goes to different doctors all the time. What is she doing? She's given a copy of her book. They're taking pictures together. They're posting it on social media. So they're utilizing it for brand awareness. They're utilizing it for the back end. But that's the main thing. If you're just trying to do this to make royalties, you're going to be in for disappointment because I think one of the biggest rackets going right now is Amazon charging for advertising through Amazon marketing services where you have to pay Amazon to advertise your book in which on the Kindle side, they're going to get 30% anyway. I look at it like Tom Sawyer, how Tom Sawyer got people to paint the fence, that was story. And then he was able to get them to do that. That's how I look at Amazon marketing services. Because I think it sucks that you do have to essentially pay to advertise on a platform that already carries your book. So the main thing that I'm talking about is leveraging the book, utilizing it for your brand, and also leveraging it on the back end. The other side of it too is doing public speaking, speaking at different rotary clubs, cl different organizations, different nonprofits, having your book with you, find them in bulk. People want to know what the easiest way to make their money back in terms of royalties, do this. Buy 100 copies of your book. They should be usually about 2 to $3 each. Sell them for 20, do the math. If you sell 100 books at 17 bucks a pop, you've had a pretty good day, right? So there's many leverage points. So for those that wanna do this on the royalty end, then buy as many books as you can with the author price and, and get out there and sell them. Book sign-ins, book launch parties, doing um, book sign-ins after speaking events, utilize it for lead generation, there's so many different pieces that you can do to monetize your book, but don't just be reliant upon Amazon sales. Because if you do, I think you're going to be in for disappointment, just shooting straight. Okay. I think that's really good because a lot of people, unfortunately, they don't think about the money until it's too late. I can't tell you how many people have said, I'm going to have a best-selling book and then I'm going to be a millionaire. Yeah. I wish that was true. Boy, do I wish that was true. Um, mm -hmm. You said something earlier that I thought was interesting. You called it the three pillars of authority, which I think you said are books podcasts. And what's the third pillar? What we're doing right now, my friend, virtual summits. Okay. And can you tell us about how you can use these three pillars to grow your business? I'm very interested in this. I'm kind of on a new campaign. My internet's gotten a little bit better. You even know that I have two different internet connections so that I can try to do these events. It's four in the morning because I only have internet from midnight to 8am. I don't even have daytime internet. I don't know what that's like. That's a magical world. So this is something that's got me excited because I'm trying to do more guest appearances this year. Yeah. So one of, one of the things too, just to be clear is this all takes time with the books. We started those 2015. So that was the first level. That was the first pillar. That was the foundation. Three years later, upon advice from one of my uh, publishing clients, he kept telling me, Paul, you've got to have a podcast. And I'm thinking, why in the world do I want to mess with all that? The equipment, the logistics, the software, it's a beating. But uh, Billy, his name's Billy Atwell, great guy, great friend. And he said, Paul, I'm going to walk you through the whole process. And we did. What happened was late June, early July of 2018, we launched the Get Published podcast. Today, we released episode 500 with Rob Cosper from Bestseller Publishing. So 500 episodes that we have done since summer of 2018. And then what happened was, what was the next level? The next level was virtual summits. How did that work? Last summer, I did an interview with Steve Dimmick who did a virtual summit a few years back with his wife, Karen. 
And he brought up the same question, Paul, why are you not doing a summit? Same answer, too many things to do, too many working parts, too much with the hosting. I don't want to spend $300 a month. And then he told me about Hey Summit. And he said, Paul, Hey Summit just launched. They've got a deal on AppSumo. You'll spend about $300 for the whole thing and you won't pay any monthly fees. He had my attention. He had my curiosity. I checked it out. I bought all of the different stack promos that they had. And then we used that to do our, um, our summit, which you were part of. And we had 18 amazing speakers. We did our Get Published Summit. We got it out there. But the main thing is we survived. And that's the main thing I tell anyone on your first summit. Your goal is to survive. If anyone's trying to do this as a get-rich-quick scheme, you are in for disappointment. There's a reason we call this pillar number one. I'm going to point to my mic because that's the podcast, pillar number two. And then the summit that we're doing right now is pillar number three. Those are the three pillars. But the thing is, it took five years to develop these three pillars. So it's kind of like choose your own adventure. You have to figure out what the best route is for you. But the main thing is start with the book and then build it with a podcast. And then from that point, then potentially look at a virtual summit. And I've got books in all three. I've got the Get Published series in terms of the books. I've got Podcast 101, which you can actually grab a free Kindle copy on Amazon right now. We've actually perma-freed the book because I didn't want to mess with advertising. So we perma-freed it. And it's um, I think it's like in the top thousand right now out of all the free books. But then the other side is we're now doing our 16th book, which we're calling Virtual Summit System, where I walk through this process. Because one thing I noticed is there's not many great books out there about virtual summits. There is a total of eight of them on Amazon. There is a market. So it's one of the things too is pivoting when you realize there's a market and utilizing those leverage points for your business. Now, the other piece of advice I want to give too is who sponsors the podcast? Who sponsors the summit? Who do you get to sponsor these events? The answer, if you have a business that you can wrap around it, they're the ones. Rody Consultant sponsors the podcast. Rody Consultant sponsored the summit. How do you leverage that? Well, promotional consideration, advertising, and making the money in the back end. The podcast has brought in over six figures of revenue alone. And that's the one thing you got to realize is how do you leverage it? Just like the book. How do you leverage your book? How do you leverage your podcast? And how do you leverage your summit to get those three pillars of authority? Okay. That's amazing. You've given us a lot of really great information today. Um, what really would be the last piece of advice you'd want to give people, or even more important is like, what's the first action step that people should take after they finish watching this training? Because, you know, they're never, people are never more like excited and motivated than right after they learn something. But there's always that gap where they go, I'm going to start taking action in two weeks. And then it's too late because they lose that energy. What's something that people can do like today? Or what's your big piece of advice for them to close this out? Last night, I was at an event that reminded me, um, one of the speakers was talking about the Asian proverb, talking about the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago, but the next best time is now. And the same thing connects with that is one of my favorite quotes by Lao Tzu, talking about the journey of a thousand miles begins with the first step. The first thing is get out your phone, think about 10 talking points that you want to talk about with your book. This needs to be the foundation of your platform is your book. That's the biggest thing. That is your foundation. How do you start? 10 talking points. Do you have to even type the book? No. You have a voice memo app on your phone. Utilize that. Speak out the first talking point. Then speak out the second and the third and the fourth to get to your 10. Each of those talking points needs to be about eight to 10 minutes of audio because people want books that are short, sweet, to the point. 
something they can read on a flight from Dallas to LA because less than 20% of our population ever finishes a book cover to cover. And that's the best advice I can give you is just do it, get started. And if you're a traditionalist like myself, then go into Microsoft Word, put those 10 talking points in and start to type. Work on one talking point every day for the next 10 days. And you're probably thinking, well, how in the world can I just do it? My answer to you is literally just do it. I did a series of 10 solo casts on virtual summits. Guess what I did with that? Took the information, I uploaded it to rev.com, used their AI feature, and guess what? I came up with the foundation of my virtual summit book, and then I went back in there and cleaned up the audio, which that definitely was a process. But if you're looking to get content out quickly, that is the best way to do it. Just get started, take the first steps, because what you're gonna notice is you take step number one and step number two, and then those next steps become so much easier. But the thing is, if you're going to do it, start. Just start the process and you'll be amazed how quickly this evolves. That's awesome. Guys, Paul's just giving us some amazing action steps. He's absolutely right. It really is about taking that first step because then the rest of them fall into place because then you just are continuing to get into that pattern. Paul, thank you so much for being with us today. It was awesome to have you here. I know everyone's really, really excited. So thank you so much for this information and thank you for being here today. It was awesome. Hey, it's been a pleasure. And if you guys want any more information, just go to getpublicsystem.com and grab a free copy of our book. We've got our podcast and lots of great information to help you in your journey. Thank you so much for sticking around for today's episode. You can find out more about Paul at Brody, E-D-U, that's B-R-O-D-I-E-E-D-U.com. And you can see everything Paul has to share and he can help you grow your business and become an amazing published author. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Serve No Master. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss another episode. We'll be back next Tuesday with more tips and tactics on how to escape that rat race. Head over to servenomaster.com forward slash podcasts now for your chance to win a free copy of Jonathan's bestseller, Serve No Master. All you have to do is leave a five-star review of this podcast. See you Tuesday. Ready to turn your book into a bestseller? Find out what other authors don't want you to know at servenomaster.com slash secrets.